PGTV coming in hot today, man. Uh, welcome, greetings, uh, one and all. Greetings, Earthlings. Uh, my name is JP, and this is Podcaster's Guide to the Void, a little place where uh, three people came together and trying to, uh, you know, just uh, vent about the world and, you know, talk about random bullshit every once in a while. And uh, like I said, my name is JP, and I am joined by... Uh, a lovely cavalcade of uh, hosts. First off, Daddy Zan, also known as Zandra in some circles, and uh, DJ. So, guys, how are we doing today? It's been a nice, uh, nice week. We finally got some good weather here in uh, K Town, and I'm having a good day today. I'm having a good day, all things considered. What about you guys? It's all right. Um, I pre-recorded it out loud earlier, and we went with a country theme. Don't yeah. ask me why. Why? Why? So why country? Oh well, that's literally what you told me not to ask. <laughs> Wait, it just felt so like I, the vibe. Okay. Okay. So what? What? Uh, what kind of music were you putting in there? Um, nine to five from Dolly Parton. These boots were made for walking from Loretta Lynn um, Jackson with Trixie Mattel, Norval Peck, and then Old Town Road. Nice. Starting it out, and then later on. Man, I feel like a woman. Ooh. Pink Pony Club. Let's go, girls. <laughs> Just kick <laughs> down the door. Oh, kick down the door with a box of tampons. Because, <laughs> <laughs> damn, I feel like a woman. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, sometimes I just be saying shit, and that's what you guys be getting here on uh, PGTV, and that's why we love you guys. Thank you for I do listening. Wanna bring up something. Oh, you're gonna bring something up? What you What are you bringing up? What are you digging up over there? I feel like your gears are turning. What, My dad up? started listening to the podcast. Oh, sweet. We got a fan. What's up? Uh, what's up, Daddy's? Zan- oh, we can't call him. <laughs> <We> can't. <laughs> Father Gra- of Daddy's. Gran- Grandfather Zan. <laughs> Granddaddy Zan. So, uh, what's he think? What's he think? Um, I'm having to defend you a lot, DJ. What? Why? <laughs> I mean, fair. There's a great reason, but why? So, when he was, like, halfway through the first episode, he was like, it's gotten to the point where those guys are just making jokes, and I'm just sitting here like, shut up and let my daughter talk. Maybe I'm biased, <laughs> but let my daughter talk. Well, okay, I will say on episode one, we went a little ham. <laughs> we, we were a little insane. But now what? It's 11, 12, uh, we, and this, we are just as worse. Yeah, I, <laughs> We might be we're worse. Not, yeah, this we're is ep- not. This is episode 12 that we are uh, putting in the can right now, so that's pretty cool. But also, you made a joke about something in customer service being a skill issue, and my dad doesn't know the meme. He doesn't know the reference. <laughs> oh, oh, did he get pissed? Yeah. <laughs> He's nice. like, he said this was an issue of skill, and I started dying. We're in the middle of our kitchen in the apartment. Oh, I was like, no, we're not. We're in the studios. <laughs> no, me and my oh, dad. Oh, God, no, it's happening. <laughs> and I'm just, like, dying laughing, and I'm just like, it's a meme, Dad. It's like, dad, he's goofing. He's goofing off. He was so mad, and I was just like, DJ's nice. <laughs> Leave him alone. It's like, he's... <laughs> tolerable yeah it's like listen he's got a lot of energy not a lot of brains so just just let him cook okay like oh you you gotta love him though (laughs) i used to have a friend that uh like anytime i would say some stupid shit she'd just be like oh you just you so pretty (laughs) (laughs) um Um, and then he was like why are they called dad why are you calling them dad sandals and i was just like because of your attitude about them yeah. right now. <laughs> you're like you're 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 learning firsthand why I would call them dad sandals. Dandles. Daddles? Dad da, no. Don't millennialize it. 
Oh, sorry. I was trying. <laughs> I was trying to give it a ship name like Brangelina. Does that date me? Because <laughs> they are most certainly not a thing anymore, right? I, okay. I don't really keep up with. That's uh, not the ship name I was expecting you to come out with. Oh, what, but I like, respect it. Okay. <laughs> which, what, one, which one was on your mind? What ship name were you thinking? Just like. Of? Any other ship name. I wasn't expecting the deep cup. Like the Titanic? <laughs> what? Titanic under- was a ship? Wait, do you understand? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, granddaddy, Zan? <laughs> You're coming in hot with some more jokes. <laughs> oh. So, guys, we've got a lot. or We don't have a lot on the uh, on the topic on the docket today no yeah we, we don't okay. have a lot to talk about today so we have decided to just give dj the podcast because <laughs> <laughs> i have no like literally zero clue about what we're talking about oh what well, i know what we're talking about but it's like yeah you do yeah i do yeah you, you haven't stopped talking about it all week <laughs> but hey so dj now that uh we're, we're gonna hand this over <laughs> next, hand over our baby to you <laughs> the next 50 minutes are mine you talk about <laughs> talk about so uh you know this week has been good uh i'm currently on my vacation so uh it starts with me waking up at six every fucking morning and then me dying until like 3 p.m going back to sleep but you know what uh a new season of i think you should leave came out on netflix super good but also um if you are listening to this it would be what the eighth the what would two it, weeks from today two weeks from today so it would be the 15th so today uh as we're recording is june 1st so that means that tomorrow june 2nd is when big time real big time rush releases their new album it's, it's the big time release of the new big time rush album another it's another life release. and i am so happy oh the the album is called another life yes and i'm so happy is it the uh the same guys the same all lineup them. okay cool it's all of them it's it, great at this point don't most of them have kids one one of them okay one out of four has kids okay so not close to most but you know yeah a quarter yeah you know one one out of four you could get in the mlb hall of fame maybe Depends how good you are. But oh, I thought you were saying that the guys from B- Big Time Rush, one of the four, could get into the bas- Baseball Hall of Fame. I was like, oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the criteria is. for. Maybe they just like touched a baseball once, and they're famous, and now they get in the Hall of Fame. I don't know how it works. I don't think it works like the Rock Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could just offer. You know, I wish you could do that. I wish you could, like, submit your name into the MLB Hall of Fame or, like, any sports Hall of Fame so they have to, like, recognize you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, during meetings, it's just like, all right, here's, you know. And it's like, this kid has not played a single play of football his entire life. This is obviously no, right? And then it's just, like, an argument between them. Like, no, he deserves it. No, Look yeah, at this man. They should have uh, the thing that... Oh, I can't remember what it's called. They they do it. It's like a some sort of like military, uh, like oh Boot thing. Camp? Where no 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 no. It, it's like uh, if five people, let's say that like a group is made up of six people. Five of the six people agree that they should make one thing happen. It's the job of the other one to go against what they are saying and argue the opposite. A devil's so, advocate. Yeah, it's kind of like a devil's advocate, but there's like a specific word for it in like this. Thing. I, I can't remember at this point, but we, they should do something like that. So that way you have at least one person that's like, no, I really think DJ deserves to be in the Football Hall of Fame. I mean, l- look at those calves. You no, know? Th- like, that's it. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Moneyball 
with, uh, Brad, one with Pitt. Brad Pitt. No, yeah. I haven't, but I've been wanting to for a while. I keep seeing clips of it pop up because I mean, like, it looks really good. It's it like is Brad good. Pitt, Jonah Hill, all of them. So, like, one of the bits is uh, basically the whole point of the movie is that like this team doesn't have a lot of money, so they're having to use like uh, a different way of like playing baseball to make a championship team Mm -hmm. and um like you go into this uh, one of the scenes is that they're in this meeting of a bunch of scouts and they're talking about like young baseball players and all of it is literally like yeah you know he's got a great swing great throw but his girlfriend's ugly and i just don't know that says he doesn't have a lot of confidence you know or they'll be like yeah you know he doesn't pitch or he doesn't you know he doesn't do this well but he got a great smile he's got a great smile so i think we should pick him and then like you just have brad pitt's character being like what the fuck are we talking about what, what his smile his girlfriend what is this he's like no you don't and they're like you don't understand so like just have that conversation happen be like no you look at that smile that's a million dollar smile yeah. that's an innocent <laughs> that's an innocent boy looking at a piece of candy he hasn't had in a long time that's a great smile yeah. you know yeah but uh no this week has been uh it's been crazy you know? so so with this big time rush because it legitimately is the only thing that we have on the uh, the format for this week. We so, had a lot more. I just took it all down and just put the big time rush. Yeah, he made album. an executive pres- Yeah, he, he uh, made decision. an executive decision. Yeah, unilaterally <laughs> took executive power. We we basically we got cooed out of the podcast this week. So <laughs> we got cooed. Yeah, we got cooed. <laughs> <laughs> but. So, okay, what's your deal with Big Time Rush, man? Like, I know, so when did you start uh, listening to them? Because obviously Big Time Rush, we, we've we had this conversation a little bit, and you, you they, I, I know that they were a band that then got a show on Nickelodeon. Yes. And uh, then the show took off, and then they started releasing more albums because Nickelodeon money. Yeah. So when did they come onto your radar? When the show happened. Okay, so you didn't know about them, like, being a band, but you knew, like, when Nickelodeon started sending the promo. Them being a band and the show starting were two very, like, close dates. Uh, To the point where it's almost indistinguishable. If you know about the show, that's your introduction to the band and vice versa. So, like, uh, probably when the show started. It was just a, you know, it was a nice show for a little kid like me to watch and go, wow, a lot of sounds. There's a lot of sounds, (laughs) and I like the sounds and a lot of songs and all that. yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, and then um, they took a little, I think they went and it kind of broke up in like 2014, I believe, early 2010s after their show like ended, they released one album that was mediocre at best Mm -hmm. and then they all went their separate ways. So like uh, one of the guys became a dad, uh, a couple of them started their own solo career in the music industry and then like over the pandemic, they released uh, one of their songs like uh through like a zoom meeting mm-hmm. that they had done they just redid all together and it got really big and they're just like hey we're back actually i was talking about this with a friend yesterday and he's like you know what i saw them in concert when they first came back and like it was good so me and you will have to probably go out sometime and i'm like i can't because i'm wearing fresh pants and i'll cream <laughs> in my pants if we do this so <laughs> We can't we can't talk about this. Like, no, 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 I, no, 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 <laughs> safe word, safe word. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we I, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm going to spare you guys the next 50 minutes of me talking about a uh, big time rush. We got we actually got a really good show. Uh, we're going to talk about some more red flags, uh, some 
very what if scenarios. If you could travel back in time and witness any event, what would it be? And then we're going to talk about video games. And um, I'm going to go on a little tirade about uh, video game development, especially with the new uh, Gollum game that just came out. So we're just going to get right into it. Uh, Red Flags, Zandra. Actually, before we get into that, do we have time to talk about our Creed and Nickelback discussion in the group chat? Oh, bro. Creed? <laughs> I think we need yes. to talk about Okay, it. so first off, <laughs> uh, so hold on. Let me... Let me what is get... Creed? Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> no. Wait, hold on. I feel like I say this to you all the time. I feel like I'm going to have to say it again. I was born after 9-11. <laughs> that is true. So I yeah, don't if, know If who. you don't remember 9-11, Creed is probably not for you. <laughs> yeah. They, you don't never, have to remember 9-11 as long as you were alive before 9-11. Yeah, that's true. That's crazy. I just, I man, I'm you're a such baby. a baby. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Okay, so Creed was, uh, I, did they start as a Christian band? I think so. Yeah, so I think Creed started as a Christian band because, you know, Creed, you know, like a person's creed, their beliefs and faith and stuff like that. Um, but they, they had like a, they came out in like the, like I would call them alt rock, like alternative rock, and they came out like right after like post grunge. Or would you call them post grunge, Sandra? Creed is not post grunge, but they came up around the same time as post grunge was getting started. Yeah, so they have like this their their lead singer who, from if I can recall, is kind of a piece of shit, Scott Stapp. I've heard different stories about the quality of the man's character, not great, but. The music, Same you with know. Chad Kroger, though, so. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, no, Chad. <laughs> oh, but anyway. He'd so, be wild and bro. Oh, man, and it's like, it's the the rock star mentality, I suppose. And we all just want to be big rock stars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that was incredible. Yeah. No, I used to, uh, when I was younger, I used to think that I had, like, like a note for note, like, equal to Chad Kroger. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, it was so embarrassing. Like looking back at like the shit that I would say sometimes or like thing, but you know, what can you do? You're a kid. But yeah, so Creed had these songs. I mean, like, I know that you've heard them. Like, can you take me higher? Yeah. I created. Yeah. Yeah. You've created, <laughs> you've crowed before, <laughs> but uh, I have creed. Yeah. So, uh, that's creed, you know, and they, they had a whole bunch of songs in like the early two thousands. They had a higher, uh, with arms wide open, uh, yeah, oh. every time someone brings up Creed, I'm not like, can you take me higher? I'm like, with arms wide, wide open, under all the sunlight, welcome to this place. <laughs> I show you everything. Hey. <laughs> not the mic move. Not the mic move. <laughs> so, so uh, you're happy to broadcast all of this to oh, people, dude? Okay, so all I, this Creed love. Okay, so I it's okay. <laughs> let, let me explain. I'm not like a huge fan of Creed, but there's like maybe five or hits. six, five or six songs of theirs where I'm like, okay, cool. There's that one in uh, oh what I know it's not called Six Feet Under, but uh. Oh, six feet don't over? Ask me, I don't know. Is it six feet over? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on, we'll, we'll pull up a Creed's dis, uh, discography. But uh, why as you pull I'm, it up? I can talk about the origin of yeah, this discussion. Yeah, do that. So, as y'all know, JP and I saw Bush. Bush <laughs> at the Hell Breaking yeah. Benjamin concert, and uh, in the Was in it our group chat. Or? Obviously not. If it was a Bush, bro. 
Come no, on. No, but it can be styled, you know? Yeah, it can be gel. You said shaved. Bush into a faux hawk. But, like, um, you. what about, like, flames? You know, like, flames coming up? Stop. Okay. <laughs> Stop. So, uh, we go and see Bush, right? Or what we d- we did not go to see Bush. <laughs> we went to see Breaking Benjamin. I just want to clarify. Bush. I just want to clarify. We did not go to see Bush specifically. Yeah, we went to go see Breaking Benjamin, and Bush was there. You know. Yeah. <laughs> they had. I mean, like I. We, we talked about it last episode. Like, um, I I had like Machine Head, uh, the glycerine, uh, <laughs> glycerine, glycerine. <laughs> Don't let it dead go by. Glycerine. <laughs> yeah, you guys are gonna be getting a whole bunch of music from me today. Like I, I, uh, I had a whole big old coffee today. Yeah, I can. Had a big old coffee today. My, I can. Like I'm sweaty everywhere. <laughs> and that'll be the end of the show. So we'll come right back next <laughs> In week. The music. No. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, yeah. So you're saying that weekend I'm at work. I've got. Like 10, not 10, but like three Bush songs stuck in my head simultaneously while I'm trying to do the fucking dishes in the back. And so I text the group chat. I'm like, either seeing Bush live made me a fan or it's a really strong earworm and I'm gaslighting myself. And then JP's like, I think the algorithm has it out for me because sometimes I'm just like, can you take me high? Yeah. <laughs> and then fuck, that's not Kurt Yeah, Bush. that's not Bush. <laughs> well, uh- yeah, it's like, okay, so uh, One Last Breath is their number one song on Spotify with like 223 million listens, you know? So that came off of the Weathered album from back in 2001, and that's like the the top track that they have, right? And fun fact, that's actually like 200 people that just listen to it like yeah, it a is, million times. No, it's just me. I'm just, I, just, <laughs> I do just nothing AP. but listen to just, One Last Breath. I just like really Reed. like Green. Yeah. They got one last breath higher, and then uh, my sacrifice, which you would know from they, they played that song a lot in like uh, the early two thousands wrestling, uh, like recaps for like pay per views and stuff. Mm-hmm. That like my sacrifice. There there was like a whole like series of uh, I think it was uh, the Triple H return from two thousand one, and I think that's what they used the song for. But anyway, hey, what year was that? Okay, <laughs> fine, fine. Okay, fine. Whatever. But uh, if it, it ain't 2000. Limp Biscuit, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so you know Limp Biscuit. Yeah. But, yeah, you know Limp Biscuit, who started in 1999, 98, something like that. Before but before that, before that, because okay. they had beef with corn. Oh, that's true. Yeah. How could you have beef with a food? That's crazy, Shut bro. The fuck <laughs> How do you have beef with a vegetable? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. But uh, uh, so be- yeah, my my sacrifice has been memed to death because of like the way that he sings it. Because like the, he's got like this drawl when he sings. It's like like almost like a mouthful of marbles. You know, like can you pick <laughs> me higher? Or he's that, doing like, the, the chubby bunny. Yeah. Chubby. Like yeah. No. No. no he's just got uh, like my. Uh, God, what a deep cut. Like chubby uh, bunny challenge. I literally no what is that? You're gonna have to explain the chubby bunny. You put a marshmallow in your mouth, you say chubby bunny, and if you can still say chubby bunny, you put another marshmallow in and you just keep doing it until Until you you, can't choke and die or you physically cannot fit anymore. It's like it it was like the secondary challenge to the cinnamon challenge in that in that in that similar time span. Okay, yeah, because I remember the cinnamon challenge. Uh, there there was like uh, that one lady that was like in her kitchen and she Glozel. Maybe I don't was know. Was she like 
wearing green? What? I don't remember. You I, uh, knew her name? Yeah, all yeah. I remember is she she took the like the spoonful of cinnamon and then immediately just started coughing just like powdered cinnamon like everywhere. It was like in her hair to the point because like she had her hair up and it was like really curly, I think. Oh, maybe it wasn't close And up. it was just like it, every cough, her hair would just get a little bit more like reddish brown. <laughs> but uh, so the... the Back to what I was saying. So the, the my, my sacrifice. That song has been memed to death at this point because of the way that he sings it. You know, mm-hmm. like we were saying, like he's got like the chubby bunny thing, where uh, instead of saying like my sacrifice, which is like the the like chorus, obviously he's like my sacrifice, but like the way that he says it, it's like my sack of ice, <laughs> my sack of rice. Like it's just like I've seen so many memes of it and it's just it's funny to make fun of them in the same way that it's funny to make fun of the next band that we were going to talk about which is Nickelback so the reason why those two came up is I think after after that conversation I sent a meme that was like the only CNN that I believe in is Creed and Nickelback (laughs) followed by a picture of Chad Kroger on a like his face is a reclining chair yeah. with the caption, this is how you recline me. Yeah. This is how you recline me. But this conversation was so much funnier to me because Tuesday after the concert, my dad and I were talking about Creed and Nickelback. That's funny. In relation yeah. to Bush. <laughs> yeah, because I would definitely put them in like the same like music sphere yeah. of like their sound, I feel like never escaped the early 2000s. Even with like, I, and I will stand here and I will say that I, I understand why the meme of like hating on Nickelback like started just because I mean they're kind of generic dad rock. Yeah, they they had like the quote unquote butt rock thing attached to them, and that's what like Creed had that too, and Nickelback. I feel like those are the two big like offenders, the people that like always gravitated to to like hate them, and like a little bit of Limp Biscuit just because Limp Biscuit just decided to never get out of ninety nine. And Fred Durst is fucking weird. Yeah, dude, Fred Durst. Uh, you know, I, I remember seeing him. Uh, he was on like a fan cam in like twenty thirteen, and, and like the first thing that he does is just flip off the camera, and I'm like, bro. It's 2013. Like, get your shit together, man. Like, you can't just be this angry all the time. It's been 20 years. Like, fucking, like. Like, did you not break enough stuff? Get some Lexapro or something, man. Like, I don't fucking know. Get a sexy Lexi, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, so, yeah, Nickelback. I understand, like, why the hate memes of Nickelback started. I never got it, though, because I, I grew up on Nickelback. You know, like, they, they were on the Spider-Man soundtrack. Or, yeah. well, they weren't. Chad, Chad Kroger, Kroger was. was. Chad Kroger and, and Josie Scott. another member of the band. It, Josie Scott, I thought Josie Scott was from Saliva. Um, There was someone else for, like, the backing music. They're, 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 yeah, probably. But um, that one is amazing. It's like uh, the hero song. Yeah. And they say that a hero can save us. You it's know? so good. Not going to stay. I love driving away. to that song with my windows down so, so good. I can fucking oh. belt it. Yes, exactly. And that's one of those songs where it's like I will unapologetically lose my voice singing that in my car. Do we just want to let JP sing the entire episode? Yeah, let's just no. do karaoke. Let's just do karaoke today. We can do karaoke. Oh, my manager wants to go do karaoke. <laughs> oh, yeah. T- send her to the Knox Box or uh, Bull Feathers. I suggested Bull Feathers. Bull Feathers is dope. I feel like yeah. Knox Box sounds like a really risque club. Well, it's uh supposed to be like a speakeasy type joint, right? But there's no like password or anything. And it's not really a hidden entrance because there's a big ass sign that says Knoxbox. It's right on Gay Street, downtown Knoxville. And uh Knoxbox op- on Gay the Street. Knoxbox, yeah. And so you open the door and immediately it's just like a staircase going into the basement. 
And uh, yeah, no, no, no. But it's it's kind of dope. It's like a jazzy feel to it. It's like dimly lit and like LED lights and like light bars and stuff. They got a nice uh, bar. Maybe only like ten tables. It's not a big place. But when the karaoke is, it's a karaoke bar all day long. So you can just go whenever, as long as they're open and sing some karaoke. Same with uh, Bull Feathers. The thing that I like with Bull Feathers though, over on uh, Kingston. Now this is like. If you are not in Knoxville, you do not give a shit about this conversation. <laughs> but if you are, then we're going to give you the hookup. Bullfeathers is really cool because it's like a Western saloon type feel. Hell and then, yeah. Yeah, and they've got like a wall of records and like a little bitty stage. It's got like a little gate that's like kind of closed off from everything. But it's it's really cool because toward the end of the night, you get like the daily regulars that will come in and they'll, they'll sing like five or six songs, not in a row, but it's like they'll sing one and then somebody else goes up and then they'll sing another one and then somebody else goes like they do that. And they're pretty good. You know, like it's almost like an open mic night of people that don't have original music, you know? Hell yeah. And it's pretty good. I've been uh, to Bullfeathers like maybe five, six times and it's, it's good. I only got kicked out once because I was with a person that got kicked out. So oh. I did not do anything. I did not kicked deserve that proxy. kick out. Yeah, I got kicked out by proxy, and I don't appreciate it. But I've been back, so. I want to circle back to, the, like, the origin of hating on Nickelback, though. Because I don't get it. Their first album, specifically the song Leader of Men, that, uh, goes hard. Long Road Ahead? I think so. I don't remember. Because I, I remember there was a, a Silver silver Side Up. Uh, now that's the one with How You Remind Me on it. Yeah. That's not yeah. the first one. Who's going to get it first? Uh, I'm working on it. <laughs> Who's going to get it first? Um, I don't know. The one with Leader of Men on it. It's a... The State? Decent fucking album. Because, okay, their first album was Curb back in 96. I didn't know that they went back that far. I don't recognize any songs on here. Uh, the first album that I remember recognizing is Silver Side Up. The one with the uh, the eye. I think it's like Chad Kroger's eye, and it's like bleeding, like... Or not bleeding, but like crying a silver tear. Yeah. Or something like that. Uh, Leader of Men was on the state from uh, the year 1999, and it's uh, this album right here with like the little boy yes. in a yes. jail or yes, whatever. Yes, it is that album. Yeah, so Leader it's of so Men good. is on it, and Leader of Men is actually a pretty good song. That I think that's the only song that I know off of that album, and they also have an acoustic version on there. Uh, but Silver Side Up is really where I started to uh, to pay attention to them. That's where they have How You Remind Me, Too Bad, uh, and those really those are the two songs on there. But How You Remind Me was like such a Big song. Like, I can't explain to you how big that song was in 2001. I can. It was playing on Star 102.1 and 104.5. Whoa. On occasion. Yeah. There's two radio stations right there, people. (laughs) Those are two radio stations. Two of the most popular radio stations of, like, the Knoxville area. But then from there, they went to uh, The Long Road. Uh, in 2003, which again had a couple of really good songs that someday, uh, feeling way too damn good, figured you out, which is really good, and it's one of the like one of my low key favorites of theirs, and uh, flat on the floor, flat on the floor is good too, um, but and then their like smash album was all, all the, the right, right reasons. reasons. Yeah, that had photograph on there. Look at this photograph. Every time I do it makes me laugh. Photograph, <laughs> okay, rock star, goofy. far yeah. away. You know? Did you just call me Goofy? <laughs> you sounded like Goofy. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, no, that's uh, that's Mickey. Sorry. <laughs> no. Well, hi, Mickey. <laughs> there, there's my Goofy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but no, they had a, a photograph, animals, saving me, far away, side of a bullet. Rock, rock star. Yeah, like rock star was on... I, that's the song. Like, if anybody knows a Nickelback song, it's Rockstar, you know? And I think that song right there is the one that started the meme. 
I really want to say because like it. I it, could see that. Yeah. I mean, like it sounds corny. All I want to be is a big rock star. You know, it's like you are a rock star, aren't you? Why are you singing about wanting to be a rock star? But like I get I get where it's coming from, but I can definitely see how like the outside perspective would be like, oh, this is kind of lame. Why are you like would you say that? that like that's their that's not their artwork, that album, it's their money work? They just made an album that makes the most money rather than like art that they're wanting know, to produce. Like when when you hear interviews with Chad Kroger, he seems very like honest about trying to put out a good product in his music. Um, now, like what you were saying, I don't know anything about, or Xander, what you were saying, I don't know anything about his like personal issues or life. I know that he was married to Avril Lavigne. They are no longer together. But What? Yeah, man. Are you for real? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who these people are. No, and um, I know that know they had- Avril Lavigne is? You shut your mouth. Avril Lavigne had the the complicated music video, which was the first ever music video that I illegally downloaded off of LimeWire. <laughs> Cuff them. Yeah, get them. <laughs> I hope to, I wish that was like the the one thing that I got. I was like, oh, that was the video you downloaded illegally from oh, LimeWire? You, oh, you want to know what the I other remember. one was? You want to know what the other one was? Was it what? an Evanescence video? No, <laughs> I had to think about it. I was like, "What was it in her No, and I, I just forgot it. Oh no, it was a uh, grills by Nelly, <laughs> and I, I put that on my iPod. Jesus <laughs> do, Christ. Do, do, do you feel Do you feel good about that? No. Okay. <laughs> no, because like uh, you would be able to like slow it down and speed it up, and I felt like a DJ because I was like slowing the music down, speeding it up. You're working in your dream profession. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> it's like how old were you? It's like I was. 20. <laughs> yeah. And okay, so moving on I from that. I was 28. <laughs> moving on from that last album. It was last then, year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was actually earlier this morning. That's how I remembered so well. But uh, then the last album that I like specifically paid attention to was Dark Horse. That was 2008. That was like right around when I was starting There's high school. There's only one song I know from Dark Horse. You could probably guess which one it is. Burn It to the Ground. Because it was the intro to Raw for like oh. five years. Yeah, no, and, and it's that a pretty was good my song. And that was my first exposure to Nickelback. I did not know who they were, oh. but I knew that I because that went hard it was on so good. Monday Night Raw. No, and see, that's the thing. A lot of their music goes hard, but it's not like people. I feel like people are at this point being very pretentious with like the things that they like. They're like, oh, if it's not like breaking a boundary or like redoing the way that we think about music it's not great you can take like basic notes and basic chord progressions and make a really enjoyable song case in point burn it to the ground you know because there's nothing really like new going on there you know like it, it sounds a lot like uh, a couple of their other songs that they've put out but it's just the way that they put it together sounds great and burn it to the ground is a great song you know and uh when you look at the other songs on here like this one was definitely more like uh not sexually explicit but more sexually oriented like they had a song called sex or sex like, shaking I think the, hands yeah what it, does that spell uh uh it was like, uh, oh, what was it? S is for the simple need, E is for the ecstasy, and X is for X. X just X to mark the just spot. to mark the spot because that's the one I really want. Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck you! It's always the answer. That's it's never yeah. a question. That's pretentious. I yeah. feel like that you could just make it sex. Yeah. Just make it sex. And uh, then they also had if today was your last day, which was I want to say my least favorite song off of that album. Right before this afternoon. I did not care about this afternoon because that song. Didn't like this afternoon. No, it reminded me way too much of if like uh, it, it it came out. I think it came out right around the time that Kid Rock put out that uh, Sweet Home Alabama ripoff. 
Oh, I can't remember. It was a. Uh, uh, it's like party all night. No, it wasn't party all night. But uh, is it one of the Kid Rock songs he performed at WrestleMania 25? Possibly. I'd have to look into it. But I'm actually looking it up right now. But Kid Rock, uh, all summer long. Yeah, it was right around the time that that song came out. And so where would you say, like, Nickelback at this point, let's say 20, what is that? That would be an early 2010 album. Like, that's like, they've been in the business for, like, what, 10 years? Would you say that's when they start their money work? I mean, or do you think, like, that works, like, in the music industry where you, like, you do your early work, you're coming up, you're trying to make a name for yourself, and then you do your artwork where you're really focused on your art? And like wanting to produce a good product, that that's the main focus. And then like the third act of your career is your money work, where you're producing a good product, but it's yeah, all yeah, about the money. Yeah, you're in it to stack up some bills. Yeah. Honestly, I think um, their first two albums are very post-grunge. And I think that's where they originally wanted to go. Mm-hmm. But at the time, post-grunge was becoming so oversaturated. And they were not going to catch up with bands like Seether. Or, oh, man. Yeah. Or, like, I think Stained would count as post-grunch, too. And Saliva, like, you're not going to catch up with them. Saliva is so good. And uh, one band that did fall off after a while, because they they did kind of, like, jump the shark with that song, uh, 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 The Youth of the Nation, P.O.D., I really oh, like yeah. yeah I really liked POD uh, for a little bit and they I had uh one of their albums that had uh it wasn't we uh it wasn't Youth of the Nation but it was another song which I will say I thought that that song said we are we are the youth in Asia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like youth in Asia and then also euthanasia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but I think they I think Nickelback went from like this post grunge sound to more of a sound that's adjacent with like the Kind of like sexual rock country. Dad rock, you mean? No, not, not dad yet. rock. Like um, adjacent to like songs that would come after like Big Green Tractor. You know what I mean? You know where I'm going? No. What is Big Green Are Tractor? Are you talking like radio friendly rock? No, I'm talking country sounding rock. Oh, okay. So like, uh, ba 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 ba. Well, like that Kid Rock all summer long song where I don't he took know that like song. Oh, you know it. I, mean, <laughs> I do not know yeah, okay, the song. Have you heard Sweet Home Alabama? Then you've heard all summer long. <laughs> like, hold on, hold on. Have it, you heard Kid Rock? You heard all summer. <laughs> I'm like all of the country songs that are like she sa- shakes her ass in the back of my truck for like a beer or whatever. Honky tonk, but donk a donk. Yeah. Okay. That's a good example. So of are where you I'm saying going. when they made that transition into that style of music, that's when that they started doing the money work? Style of music was starting to get more popular, so I think they started to transition to something that did sell a little bit more, but something they're also still passionate about. So do you think that? But do you think like that trajectory is kind of like a good? indication of music and artists and their trajectory and their careers that three acts your early work your art and then your money work i mean would you say nickelback now is like in their money work or would you say they're still like i'd say they've always been not always but since um or after the state they've been in their money work after the state okay yeah would you say would you agree with that silver side up is definitely like money work yeah yeah, and I, I, as much as I hate to say it, I mean, so is Hero. That I mean, they did that specifically for the yeah. Spider-Man movie. And, I mean, like, it wasn't Nickelback, but it was mostly Nickelback. You know, it's to the point where, like, when people bring up the song Hero, they're like, oh, the one by Nickelback? And it's like, no, it's actually by Chad Kroger with Josie Scott. So, yeah, it's it's got, like, it, it's, uh, it's not Nickelback, but it kind of is. And I feel like that... 2001 definitely was like, let's make some money. Yeah. You know, but I mean, that's 
my favorite albums of theirs were when they were trying to make money, you know? So it's like, again, I'm not a huge Nick or I'm not a huge Nickelback fan, but I am a fan of a lot of their songs. Yeah. I don't think that I would go to see a Nickelback show. Like I went to go see Breaking Benjamin, but if Nickelback was opening for Breaking Benjamin, I would lose my fucking mind. That'd be kind of sick. Especially if they're playing mostly Dark Horse. Yes, exactly. If Nickelback is opening for Breaking Benjamin, do you know how lucky you would have to be to get tickets to that concert? Well, that would be oh, I mean, insane. if they come to Thompson Bowling, we might get some through the station. Yeah. Now, my thing is that um, I feel like we would have an easy time, especially, like let's say, like a Kid Rock concert, okay? I would never pay money to go to a Kid Rock concert. But if Kid Rock was, like, at a festival, hell yeah, I'll go scream to Ba with the Ba, you know? <laughs> what is I, which the- is such a dumb fucking name for a song. I don't know any Kid Rock songs. Ba with the ba da bang a dang diggy 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 the boogie said up jump. My name is Kid. Kid Rock. <laughs> Nothing. Oh man, we're we're gonna definitely have to we're gonna have to do that. Okay. Sorry for you guys listening at home. I'm I've like I said, lot of coffee. Yeah, I lot saw, of coffee. I saw that making constant eye contact with yeah, me the whole the time. whole time. Yeah, I was like, don't break it. <laughs> don't break I eye contact. If, I wish you could look at the levels on this. Oh, when you were doing that, yeah, it I, was almost perfect. Oh, awesome. So, uh, butt rock, <laughs> right? So, okay, where where do you guys stand on the whole like dad rock trope? Thing? I enjoy like, it. Okay, it's fun. A lot of people like I love Pearl Jam. Okay, I know You're that they're about they are, to say Pearl Jam's dad rock. I'm gonna throw these hands. That's that I have. I would not call it that, but it has been called that to me by me. I think so. That's the thing, and I know that. Put some uh, respect on my man Eddie. Yeah, Pearl Jam isn't like the most understandable. Better. Yeah, uh, they're not <laughs> but like also the most. Him too. Yeah, Pearl Jam isn't the most understandable music. You know, just because of the way that Eddie Vedder sings is like uh uh. With like yellow lead better, yeah. where he's like, hold a wee hand, hold a wish it all away, yeah. And I call it, I said it, I want it, I said it, and I call back again. That one. We got I, know, like, I know what the actual words are, but that's what it sounds like. What do you think any better does? No, exactly. We got 20 minutes. If you just want to like go, if you want to start singing the I'll, whole Okay, episode. so I'm going to start with the first song off of the album 10. It's called Alive. I'll do the whole thing. We'll just do acapella. Oh, no. What are they called? The groups in college that sing? Uh, Glee Club? No. Barbershop Quartets? No. Acapella? You know, like, they made a whole movie about it. About, like, groups Glee. They didn't make a movie. That was a show. Oh, are you talking about, like, Pitch Perfect? Yeah. What are those groups called? It's Glee Club, isn't it? Is it Glee Club? No. What are like they called? The Spirit Squad. Oh, I was calling them Spirit Squad. I uh, think it's just an acapella group. Is it an acapella group? Yeah, we can just, it, it's just while you do the singing, we can just w- yeah, lay like, down the beats, you know. I almost went, uh, <laughs> no, um, I'm very like, neutral on dad rock like mm-hmm. if i it's enjoyable like look what give me like uh three bands that you're like okay these three are definitely dad rock 
Lord, I mean, or one or two, like whatever, like the first ones that come to your mind. That's the thing. I can't think of bands. I can just, but I, I like, or songs. Like I can't even think of songs, but I know it when I hear it. No yeah, it, yeah, it's one of those things. That, like uh, how the uh, listen. I'm an intellectual. All right, I just listen to music <laughs> I like. I'm like this good, and then an I add it to a play. <laughs> Hey, no, it, ignorance like, is bliss, baby. You know that. <laughs> it's like, you know this. We just out here. <laughs> no, okay. So, like, um, I I don't know how I would describe dad rock. Like, uh, it, it's divorced dad rock is, like, what I, would I keep hearing. I almost put stained in there, depending on the stained songs you're talking about. But kind of depends. Yeah, also, like, Puddle of Mud. You know? Oh yeah, that's dad yeah. rock. For Maybe sure. I'm the one. Buck Cherry. Maybe I'm the oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, what that? Uh, 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 theory of a dead crazy man. Crazy bitch. That that crazy. Theory of a dead man. Oh dude, I I fuck with theory of a dead man. I though. fuck with them too, but yeah, I think it, it's still dad rock. What, what's the first theory of a dead man song that you remember hearing? Probably bad girlfriend. Oh dude, I got you beat. There was this uh, the first time that I ever heard theory of a dead man was I think. Maybe after their first album or before their first album, they came out on very wrestling centric. There, there was a WWE album called Reckless Intent, which I will still Dakota. You can look it up on Spotify. I will still call it, it probably one of my favorite wrestling albums of all time because it's got some really good. It was at the point where they were redoing a lot of like the wrestler songs, but they were like. They still had like the vibe of the wrestler song, but it was an actual band sing doing an actual song, and so it was like three and a half minutes of like full chord progressions and like stuff like that. It's really really good. Like I remember there was one called "Fury of the Storm" by Shadows Fall that was on there, super good. It was for Rob Van Dam, but this one was for a uh, pay per view, and the song was called "Deadly Game," and it's so good. I, we're gonna need to pause. We're gonna need to pause here in a second. We need we to like, after. yeah, we'll, we'll we're gonna go. So hard on some music. But um, I think Bad Girlfriend came out the same summer this afternoon did. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're Which right. Which is why I, <laughs> that was the first song I yeah. heard from Theory of a Dead Man. I, that I can place as Theory of a Dead Man. Yeah, because I remember uh, there was uh, Bad Girlfriend and then Hate My Life off on that same album. Same. And um, yeah. Bitch Came Back. Oh, I forgot about Bitch Came Back. Yeah, because I, I really like the music video. All I remember is uh, with uh, that song was, uh, oh, he was talking about something with the uh, fucking hobos. Oh, yeah. So sick of the hobos, always begging for change. Yeah. Yeah, that one. So bad. I don't like how I gotta work. They just sit around and get paid. <laughs> Which, they mood. They don't really. Mood, kind of. <laughs> no, but see, okay, I, I will say, uh, I, I know that we've got uh, not a crazy homeless population here in Knoxville, but a, a sizable amount. I did see a couple of street performers. I gave them money. I was like, oh, at least you're doing a thing. There's you know? this dude. He's Middle Eastern, and he's usually in Market Square around this time of year. Yes. He plays the violin. I interviewed him last year. He is from Iraq. I, I literally can show you a video where I interviewed the guy. Fuck yeah. Yeah, he's from Iraq. He's been here for like 30 years, and uh, he literally has worked his way from like Knox, or not from, not from Knoxville, but from uh, New York into like different major cities, and he's been in Knoxville for like 10 years or something like that. And he just, all that's all he does is just street perform the violin every day in Market Square. That's crazy, because last year... I like stood and talked to him for like a good ten to fifteen minutes, mm -hmm. and like ended up giving him like ten bucks. I thought you were gonna be like, and he gave me a completely different story. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I think it's funny that you interviewed him like the same time last year. That yeah, I that would have been around. The first yeah, time. that would have been around the same time. That's crazy. That's funny. Yeah, 
Fozzie. Okay, so. What? Fo- <laughs> Do you know Chris Jericho, the wrestler? I, maybe. <laughs> can, can you pull pull up a picture of Chris Jericho? When? Because, wow. like, oh, he yeah, looks no, completely he different. Looks compl- he, like- looks, he looks like a, a divorced middle-aged uh, female okay, now that's, so- like, addicted to the band Sticks. What, he actually started Stick. as a... Oh, S-T-Y-X. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wait, do you... Do Are you, you roasted on sticks? Uh, No, but it, you, when, when I show you the picture of Chris Jericho... He's in the middle. That's him. That is such a shit quality picture. <laughs> I, It's Google Images. I mean, what can I, what can I do, you know? But, no, like, Fozzie, you wanted Dad Rock. I had to go through my entire playlist. I went, like, from... It's funny. I went from G down to Z, yeah. back up to A, I and I get F. Yeah. And I'm like, Fozzie, that's it. No, dude, Fozzie, I started listening to them. Obviously, I only knew them because uh, like their front man was Chris Jericho. You know, I was a huge Jericho-holic. And, and it started out as a, um, was it an Ozzy yeah, Osbourne okay. tribute band? So I know the entire lore of this band. So oh, God. <laughs> the band started as a cover band called Fozzie Osbourne. Nice. Their, their whole gimmick was that they were a band back in the 1980s that got frozen cryogenically frozen at, before releasing their first album. Their first album was Crazy Train. Like it, They were claiming ownership. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, they were claiming ownership over all of these songs, and they were saying, we did the originals. Everyone else stole our stuff and did covers of it, so now we're going to release the originals. And so they were releasing. It was a cover album, their first album, which was great. They had a song called uh, Over the Mountain, the Ozzy Osbourne song, Over the Mountain, um, and they did really good. And Chris Jericho, he has like a, a little bit of a pitchy voice, but it works for the band, you know? And he's a little tinny, you know, like he, he kind of like loses some notes somewhere, but it, it works. And um, they had this album called, um, oh, uh, shit, I can't remember. But uh, all of their stuff has been really good. And I started listening to them. It had to have been in maybe 2003, 2004. And they'd already put out maybe two albums by that point. And they had not broken up, but like they were on hiatus. And then they came back in 2007 and eight. And then they released this album called um, Sins and Bones. And I went to go see them. Or this wasn't 2000. uh, This had to have been like 2012. They released this album called Sins and Bones. They had a song on there called Sandpaper, which was featuring M. Shadows and Sinister Gates from Avenged Sevenfold really really cool collaboration there and i got to go see them live at the exit Inn in nashville which is like if you've never been to the exit Inn, or which uh, you can't go to the exit Inn anymore because they tore it down i think they tore it down but they definitely what? closed it yeah it's a very historic venue where like you would walk in and you would see these pictures of famous artists that had played there as they were playing and they would all go back and like sign their name on the wall next to their picture. You had Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, Metallica, like all of these huge names in the industry that just played in this like it was just a small How little How old were you? This like was 18? in 2013, so I had to have been like 19. 19 maybe 20. No, 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 no. I had to have been 21 because uh I I got a beer there. I mean, you didn't Hold on. have to 2013, be 21. 2013, I was born in 94, so... Wow, just release all your personal information. Can we get 19. your social security card, and too? And my mother's maiden name? Yeah. <laughs> now, um, now I, I want, maybe I was 20, you know, but I was definitely drinking. 
I'll tell you that much. And what was really cool is I have a picture uh, outside of the Fozzie bus with the uh, like a, a real uh, world heavyweight championship, like the big gold belt. It was Ooh. massive, my guy. It was the coolest thing to hold that belt. What and did you do with it? I just took a picture with it. It's on. It's got to be on my Facebook somewhere. The night that I met, Fozzie. it wasn't yours. No, 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 oh, okay, no. Okay. Yeah, it was just like some fan that was at the show, and I was like, do you mind if I take a picture with that belt? Because it's actually really cool. And uh, I did, and it, it was. It was actually really cool. So uh, I'm going to try and see if I can pull up the picture while I'm If doing those this, things but. weren't like $500, man, I would just collect yeah, them. I, I hate that I ended up selling my Universal Championship without talking to you first. Yeah, I really yeah. hate that. But So you'll buy a 3D printer but not a belt? I'll print a belt. That's what I'll do. Ah. I'll just print it and color it gold, and that's what I'll do. No, I mean, because 3D printing has, like, a lot of, like, usefulness to it, you know? Like, yeah. I can just print little, like, stuff that I could not spend, like, $30,000 on, you know? I can print, like, car parts, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I can build a car, you know? Okay. I can build... You know what? Actually, there's a good market for, like, 3D printing, like, props for, like, cosplays. Mm -hmm. And I can just sell them on, like, Etsy... And make a good buck out of like you know simple, you know things. So, you know. Yeah. But um. Anyway, like yeah, you just you know dad rock, and it took me a minute. But Fozzie. Oh, you want me to scroll? Oh, I mean, you, you. I was just yeah, I was just showing you. These are like the pictures from when I went to go see Fozzie. The really cool thing of that show, and I'll, I'll let you finish. Sorry. The really cool thing about that show is that I got right up to the front of the stage, right? Because there there was it was standing room only, and I think tickets were only like fifty dollars. And, and you're like, Chris Jericho sweat on me. Bro, when I'm saying that I fangirled the fuck out, like oh my I, God, your hair's so short. Oh yeah. Oh hey, yeah. That's the picture with it. There. Oh wow. Yeah. No, it, it was it was crazy. I still have that shirt. It does not fit anymore, <laughs> <laughs> but I still have it in my closet because it's one of those like it was such it was my first like concert that I went to where it was like I wanted to see that band. Yeah. And then I paid money that I made to go see it. It was so good because I'd been to like different little festivals and stuff that I just happened to be at and there was music there, but I would never call those concerts. And uh, you heard it here first. JP does not think festivals are concerts. No, this is like like a food festival and there would be a stage. JP different. is saying that Coachella is not a concert. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's a festival. Exactly. Yeah. But um, <laughs> that is what you're saying. No, the really cool thing that uh, happened that night is that I got so close to the stage that I was able to, uh, I took, took a picture of the set list. So I was like literally right, right at the stage. And uh, Chris Jericho is a huge, a great performer, like great. He gives the fans exactly what they want. And I was right there. And I, I don't know, maybe I just had like big doe eyes. And I was just like looking at this dude, just like in awe that I was looking at like at the time it was like a, a three time world champion, like one of like the best to ever do it in my mind. Right. And then it's like on top of that, he's a fucking rock star. And I felt like I, not a connection, but like we, we like locked eyes for a second and he like pointed at me and I was like, <gasps> I, I turned into Shia LaBeouf from Transformers. Just <laughs> and you, you shared a moment. Yeah. And then uh, my buddy behind me, he like punches me in the shoulder and I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, fist pump that motherfucker. <laughs> I looked back and Chris Jericho had been holding out his fist the entire time for me to like fist bump him. And I was just like, ah! <laughs> and then I, I fucking decked his hand. I was just like, ah! <laughs> oh. But it was such a good time. Such a good time. And that that's the thing that, like, going to these shows, even if it's, like, Nickelback or uh, 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 Breaking Benjamin or 
even Bush. <laughs> I will sit here and say that I did not look, I wasn't looking forward to seeing Bush, but after Bush was done, time. after Bush was done playing, I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah, Bush. <laughs> I had Gavin Rossdale literally hold my like side as he was like trying to shimmy past our row. And I was just like, that's cool. You know, like it's neat, you know? And that, that's, that's the thing about like live music that Touched I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, touched by a Rossdale. Tune into uh, episode eleven. Yeah, yeah t- tune into last week's episode, guys. But um, yeah, man, it's just li- live music to me is what brings me life, and I think that's one of the reasons why I've gravitated toward working in radio and podcasting and stuff like that because it's like being in like that entertainment space is so rewarding to me, like on a on a different level than like any other job I've ever had. Cause I, I don't feel it as a job. It's like, yeah, I get paid to do this. Not, <laughs> not this, but I get paid to do radio and I love doing it. And it's like getting paid is like a perk, obviously, because like I mean, you're putting in work, so you might as well get paid. But I would do it if, if there was no concept of money, like ever, I would still do radio because yeah, it's like sure. working in like just music and doing, doing it all for that free currently. Yeah, no, exactly. And so it's just, it, I don't know, man. Music is awesome. Yeah. And that's, that's the name of the episode. Music is fucking awesome. You know, you talking about that being like the first concert you paid for made me realize I've only ever paid for one concert I've been to. And I've been to a lot of concerts. <laughs> what concert have you, did you pay for? Ninja sex party. <laughs> Oh, that one. Uh, yeah, I remember you showed me one song of theirs. It's pretty good. I haven't gone back to like listen to more, but uh, it was pretty good. They're dope. Yeah. It was a great time. I um, really got into their opener after that concert. Mm-hmm. They, uh, TWRP opened for them, and it was sick as fuck. Twerp? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, DJ, have you ever been to a uh, concert? Yes. Wh- who'd you go see? No. Was that the name of the band? No, I have actually never been to a concert that I've paid for. Most of the concerts that I've been to have been like, uh, you remember Winter Jam? Win- oh, Winterfest. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Winter Jam was probably the only concert I've been to in like a long time. Yeah, and time. Winter Jam is the uh, the Christian music concert. It's like a Christian music concert festival thing. There's just a bunch of artists they play. It's like mm-hmm. all that. I went to it when I was maybe 13. That was the last concert I've been to. Yeah. So, like, I haven't been to a concert in like a hot minute. It's just like... I have maybe five bands I want to see, mm-hmm. and they're never here. Yeah, and I'm what, like, okay. What were your What are your uh, five bands? If you can remember them all, Three Days Grace, nice. Um, Star Set, okay. I would like to see Star Set. Um, I, I just came. I just found out about them from that song that they did with Breaking Benjamin that you showed me, which is good. Waiting for the world to change, or waiting uh, for the sky to change. That one, yeah. Um, and then there's like a couple indie bands, like you know, Arrows in Action, who just released a new album. Uh, the Home Team. Um, Magnolia Park. Yeah, Magnolia Park, cool. Um, you know, just like a handful of bands. Uh, you know, maybe if they what they're a European band, Electric Cowboy, right? Bruh, Electric Cowboy. I would spend so much money and like going into debt for Electric Cowboy, dude. That like, it's so good, man. Yeah. And I don't know. We might. We might. PGTV uh, does Electric Cowboy, dude. I how how I wonder if we could just play like maybe ten seconds of this song just to like show the folks like just how absolutely incredible this song is it's gonna sound like trash it's gonna sound horrendous so do yourself a favor uh just whenever you stop listening to this or you know pause and go go check it out electric call boy uh we've got the moves yeah we've got the moves it it's all over tiktok or it has been all over tiktok and it's all over like facebook reels or and instagram and all this stuff 
so good. And the band is very quirky. Like they commit to the bit. Like they're all, they they all have like these black straight bowl cuts. Like an Oliver Tree bowl cut? Yes, exactly. And I'm glad that you made that reference because I just realized, I just found out who Oliver Tree was like maybe six months ago. And talk about Tree. I, I, Honestly, can't tell you a single song of his that I know or he, like. I just know a friend of mine that likes It's them. like he makes music, but his the thing that makes him popular and enticing is his bit. It's like he, he plays a caricature of like an artist, of a musician, someone in the entertainment sphere. That's basically his like gimmick, is that he's just a caricature of the entertainment person. He's like very high off his own shit, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. his gimmick. He's Robert okay. Downey Jr. from Tropic Thunder, but a musician and not in blackface. Yeah. So you understand I thought you perfectly. didn't think that was blackface. <laughs> oh, okay, so it is blackface, but it's not offensive. I, I do not see that as blackface in the way that it would be offensive toward black people. It's okay. blackface in the way that it is offensive toward method actors. Okay. Yeah, because, like, to me, and this is, like, I don't know if it's a hot take, cold take, or whatever, but I'm saying it anyway. Um Tropic Thunder gets a lot of backlash in 2023 for having Robert Downey Jr. in blackface. Um, the movie came out in 2008, you know? Yeah, but saying it gets a lot of backlash is, like, really dumb. It doesn't. I've never seen anybody uh, give it as much backlash as some other properties. Mm-hmm. I feel like saying Tropic Thunder gets a lot of backlash today is kind of disingenuous. I think there are other properties that do the same thing that don't get backlash, but... <laughs> we got to fucking fight. Call me disingenuous. No, <laughs> I no like like I'll say this. It Depends should. What you're in. No, yeah, because okay, so like to to put it in a context because it might not get backlash like in the general public. I had to take a diversity class this past semester okay. uh, before I graduated. One of the main things that we talked about in like the first like quarter of the semester was this was like this movie and like the concept of blackface, why it's offensive, should it ever be used? Does this classify as it? And a lot of people were like, yeah, no, he's like doing all this. And I was like, actually, like if you actually watch the movie and you understand, like you got to watch it multiple times to get like the nuance of like Robert Downey Jr.'s performance. Cause yes, it is a comedy, but there's a deeper story there. It's not, and like, yes, he is in blackface. He is painted up like a black man. He is acting and like having like the the vocal cadence of a black man from the, the 70s, like the stereotypical black man from the 70s. And um, the thing is, is that he is playing an Australian character who undergoes this like crazy surgery to turn himself, to, to pigment his skin, and then just to be able to get this role and play this role, which he should not have had. And even Brandon T. Jackson's character in that movie, he said they had one good uh, role for a black man and they gave it to Crocodile Dundee, you know, and he takes offense to that Robert Downey Jr., you know, and that like causes a whole fight. And then you've got like the whole him being dumb where uh, Ben Stiller says, I don't know what it is with you people. And then uh Robert Downey Jr. is like, what do you mean, you people? And then Brandon T. Jack is like, what do you mean, you people? Because obviously, like, he's taking this character and he's getting so method with it that he is losing sight of who he is. And that's like, it's lampooning, uh, what, what's it, Jared Leto's of the world, the uh, uh, Jim Carrey in uh, Jim and Andy, or uh, not Jim and Andy, in Man on the Moon, where he's, like, playing uh, 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 John Belushi. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, it's just like all the all these different things, you know. Like I, I, 
I keep hearing, especially like on TikTok and stuff like that, people are like, can you believe that this movie got made? So, I mean, it might just be like the algorithm, the way that it's like coming toward me because I have talked about it in the past. But I will defend that movie. It's one of my favorite comedies of all time. And yeah, I defend it too. But like in, in I've never seen evidence of people associated with that movie, especially Robert Downey Jr. being canceled for that role, mm -hmm. especially when cancellation like a few years back, which it was a huge thing and holding people accountable for all the stuff they did in the past. Like Jimmy Kimmel got held responsible when he did blackface a long time ago when he was playing a basketball player for like some skit he did on SNL or something. <laughs> and like uh, Trudeau got called out for it when he did it a well, long see, time he, ago. He was doing it. He was dressed up as Aladdin or like an yeah. Arabian something or another. And he went to a party. I feel like that's different because you're just dressing up like, a, so it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know how we got onto the topic of blackface, but, but like, you, you see what I mean? Like, context in that context, situation. Yeah, context is everything. But it didn't matter with Trudeau. Mm -hmm. But it mattered with Robert Downey Jr. So, like, it, it, like and see, a, the, lot the, of, a lot of people get a pass on certain things. Like, for instance, uh, a great example I see, Bo Burnham mm -hmm. gets a huge pass for all of his early 2010s work. Yeah. He shouldn't. If we're holding everyone to the same standard, he shouldn't. His segment from his second to his last special, not inside, but the one before... Where it's like, hey, Bo, guess what? And it's just him saying the F slur over and over again. Mm -hmm. It should be held to the standard of like, hey, you know what? That's very offensive to yeah. some certain group and, of people. But he's not. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's very interesting. I wonder what gets accounted for, like, cancellation. Like, where Tropic Thunder and Bo Burnham get, the pa get a pass, well, but other properties don't i will say the tropic thunder did not get a pass when it came out it was being uh sanctioned by or not sanctioned but it was being like uh uh boycotted by the naacp they was like they they released a statement talking about like all this stuff but it's like robert downey jr when he took the role he was it, it was literally right before iron man or right after it was iron man and then this mm -hmm. so um i think he talked about it on uh the rogan podcast where he was just like I went out and I talked to like all my black friends and I was like, I'm thinking of doing this movie. What do you think? And they would be like, Oh man, that sounds like so funny and all this stuff. Like, and do it. And so I took the role, I did it. And then like half of them just stopped talking to me, <laughs> but the other half were cool. So it's like, I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. And it's just one of those things where it's like, I can't tell people what is offensive to them. You know, no. like that's not my, my position. You know, that's not my, my role. Uh, if you're offended by something, then that is your offense, you know, and I can't deal with that. I can't defend it. But to me, it didn't seem offensive. And it, I would I would say the exact same thing if it was someone doing brown face and pretending to be Hispanic, you know, because it's again, the context. He is not like in the movie at no point does Robert Downey Jr. do a caricature of a black person in a way to make fun of black people. Mm -hmm. He does a caricature of a black person to make fun of character actors that go to extreme lengths to fill a role. So personally, I don't see like any controversy, but I have seen videos, especially like younger people now that are like rediscovering the movie that are on this like cancel kick, you know, and m maybe you can help me out because you are like of this generation a little bit more, which I mean, mm -hmm. we're not different that much in age. I'm 29 and uh, you're 20. Yeah. So, I mean, just nine years difference, but nine years is still like a, a chunk, you know, especially in like societal you standards. You stuck to your glasses. Do I? Yes. Yes, I do. Look <laughs> at that. But um, 
<laughs> Sorry, that's like, that's like no, yeah, it's just like waving. It was like my windshield wiper from my forehead. But uh, <laughs> um, one of the things that I just don't get is this like affinity to go back and like try to just ruin someone's life. I will say there are a lot of things that people have said in the past that probably should not be said anymore. However, we need to take into consideration the climate of the time that they were being said in, you know, like Eddie Murphy had a, uh, a comedy special called raw, uh, in the eighties, which and by the way, mm-hmm. looking back on it today, offensive, maybe for the time, not really. However, looking back on it now, it is mediocre. It is mediocre at best. It is not that it is not as good as it gets credit for. It He's is offended. I, it's not as good as it. Okay, everyone, I, everyone says Raw is like, oh, it's this great comedy special. And if you watch it today, you're like, it's him saying slurs over and over again. Well, okay. So the the thing with Raw though is that Eddie Murphy, when he was still doing stand up, was very topical. Like he would talk about the issues of the day. You know, he wasn't like a uh, like a Bill Burr who Bill Burr would just go out and just like riff on like whatever. This uh, Eddie Murphy was very like of the time I'm talking about, like the issues with the president and like the stuff happening in like the economy and the community and stuff like that. The world has changed since then. So a lot of the humor in those things gets lost on a lot of people. I will admit that it's a very dated show or a very dated or I guess show special. But I can still find humor in it because I grew up in Mm -hmm. a time where it's like that. It's not that it was still accepted, but like the world hadn't changed as much as it has from then to now. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think that like the the world has taken like a I hate to say this because it's going to make me sound like like a ultra conservative. But it's like the the pussification of America like that started around like the 20, 2008, 2009, like right around Obama. Iron Man did it. It was Iron yeah, no, Man. And I, I think that it's just like people got very sensitive to like different topics. And, and like, hey, I understand. Like there are some very offensive things that have happened in like the past media. But you can't, you can't go back and cancel somebody for some shit that they said 30 years ago, you know? Like you can if you want, but it's like people change, you know? And it's like, yes, Eddie Murphy was an adult when he was saying that. But he's different now. The man is, like, pushing 60 at this point. Like, come on, you know? And and I still watch Beverly Hills Cop yearly. Yeah, it's man. It's a great movie. Axel F fucking slaps, yeah. you know? And I just, I don't know, man. What do you think, Sandra? Like, yeah, what do you think? I feel like a you're... Little... you're uh, oh, I love your shirt, by the way. Thanks. We're yeah, a we tropical shirt gang. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of matching today. Where's your tropical shirt? Uh, I'm like not living at home right now, so oh, I packed yeah. very light. So no, I don't. I didn't bring one. Sorry. Rip. Another time. No, but first of all, Bo Burnham is severely overrated and is like barely on my radar. I feel like I with, half yes. I'm a half yes with you. I feel like at this point, yes. However. When, when you grew up in that, like, early YouTube MySpace age, like 2007, where Bo Burnham was, like, just, like, on the precipice of, like, gaining traction, the concept of, like, a musical comedian was so foreign to me. I had never seen comedy done like that, and just, like, the novelty of it made me a fan. There's something, some of his jokes are not great. But then, like, the, the Inside special that he did uh, during COVID was one like I I thought it was really good, 
you know. But it is probably I, one of the, it's probably one of the most interesting uh, comedy specials of yeah. the twenty of the past ten yeah, past decade. Okay. So it's like the whole the whole concept is. I that, know the concept. Oh, okay, yeah. I that's you why haven't I haven't watch watched it because I don't care. Oh, yeah. But mm. I also grew up on the tail end of that culture mm-hmm. because you're only five years older than right, me. Right, right, right. I still like hadn't even heard Bo Burnham's name. <laughs> Did you just try to drink it? Yep. I, I tried to drink it. Yep. I'm thirsty. I had a lot of caffeine. I'm sweaty. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't um, like I didn't like how you said that. What? I don't like that. What yeah. that he's sweaty. I just like you're like, I'm sweaty. I'm, I'm sweaty. I'm, I'm sorry. I think I'm actually gonna go get some a bottle of water well, or something. I feel like I'm rolling Molly right now. So <laughs> So you you did not know you really hadn't heard of Bo Burnham until until the Inside Special. Okay, came really? out like I heard people mention him in passing, but not enough to make me like care to seek him out. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, it's just some fucking dude. So like, you don't know much about his early work then, and like, how I do know about it. And what what would you? And what I know was about your the content, and I agree that he should be held to like the same level of accountability as. Any other fucking person getting canceled for the same shit? Yeah, because yeah. like I, uh, one of his songs, which I I'll I'll say right now is kind of one of my favorite songs he did because it was kind of funny for the time uh, when I first heard it was "My Whole Family Thinks I'm Gay." Yes, my whole Wh- family thinks I'm gay, and it was it's it's the story. It's like about how like he's perceived on the internet and mm-hmm. by his family as uh, gay, and he's not. But the joke is that he does stuff that. Would, that would eventually make, make him gay yeah. and all that stuff, and he does use uh, sexuality and race as platforms for jokes, and he used to do that. And then, like in 2015, he stopped. And he, th- what I hate is he was so. How can I say this? In 2015, he stopped. He he stopped. He said he was taking a break for his mental health, and he did that movie w- about a middle schooler, and it was about like the pressures of middle school and like that uh, puberty and the developmental years of your yeah. life. And then he did inside. And he said that he stopped because it was his mental health. And I kind of agree with that. I do believe that was a primary reason, but I believe a secondary reason is that Bo is a Bo Burnham at the very least is a very intelligent person. He understands how to market and, and his craft and everything. And I think he saw the swing of comedy and society as a whole around 20, what, 2012, 2015, and that kind of era where we were kind of moving towards being more socially aware of our jokes and what we were saying and everything. And he kind of stepped away because he knew, like, his material from that point would not work anymore. And so he kind of left, and it felt like that was kind of what was going on. So you're now aware of his older stuff. You believe he should be held accountable. Why don't you think he's been held accountable? Why do you think some he's getting a pass like some properties are and some most people aren't? A lot of people will connect with his work regardless of it. Like even like queer people will be like, I love this man. He's my emotional support hypocrite or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my emotional support homophobe. That's literally like the phenomenon. That's hilarious. Really? Yeah. I see it a lot. I'm just like, that's fine. Like I'm not going, if you take joy and pleasure out of content, even if you recognize that it's problematic, but it's like of a different time, I'm not going to judge you for continuing to go back to that content. Cause at the end of the day, we all deserve some fucking laughs. Mm-hmm. So like when people are like, "Oh, this fucking joke from 2010 just makes me giggle," and it's like one of the worst jokes I've ever fucking heard because it's like really racist or something. 
I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm going to let you have your thing as long as you recognize it's problematic. And they usually do. So whatever. Okay. So now I have a question. Okay. Because um, for the longest, and I I 100% understand what you're saying and I get where you're coming from. What my question is though, is like how, why, why are certain communities exempt from being made fun of? Because I, I'll tell you, like, uh, like oh, uh, one, one of the, the big jokes, fat jokes, right? Like, everyone's heard a fat joke, you know? Everyone's heard a tiny dick joke. You know, everyone's heard, like, a uh, can't get laid or you're ugly and stuff like that. And some uh, of us have heard all three in the same joke. And you're like, what the hell, Mom? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, uh, why? Okay, so if we're still going to be able to make fun of people for things that they can't help. You know, like people make fun of short people. People make fun of tall people. Like we, we're making fun of them for things that they can't help. Why should like these other communities say, oh, you can't make fun of us? Because it, it, like, I don't think, like going back and listening to the shows, I don't think that it was coming from, like all of this content is coming from like a place of like trying to cause harm or malice to these communities. Obviously, the way that he's going about saying things, like, probably could, like, use a little bit of a tune-up. But I, at the end of the day, would listen to it. And, like, I'll still go back and listen to some of the Bo Burnham specials. Um, But it just, it it seems like we're at a point, like, in this country where people just don't want to be made fun of, period. Which I understand, I guess. But it's like, that's what comedy is, is just making light of differences and being able to like laugh about them. Are you, uh, you know, real quick question? Are you more of like a, in a traditional sense of comedy where it's like nothing is off limits? I wouldn't say like nothing is off limits, but like, don't, mostly, don't, yeah. mostly everything. Yeah, I feel like there 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 is a time and place for everything. I feel like there should not be anything off limits. But also, you have to deal with the consequences to like the shit that you say. If you're making jokes about raping children, then probably yeah, not, not the best joke. There was in the that world. joke a few years ago Daniel Tosh made about uh, raping a woman, and he got a, a ton of backlash for for it. Yeah, probably and don't I mean, do that. I mean, Dan, and if you watch Daniel Tosh's old specials, he's ruthless yeah. against every marginalized community, and no one gave him shit for it except that one. And so I guess you're kind of asking is like where the lines have been yeah, drawn exactly. and what 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 like why community some communities are okay or not some communities it's fine to make fun of them but some communities it's not like uh, how are those lines drawn is yeah. that kind of the question and it's like okay so I'll I'll watch like some current comedians just like you know like TikTok comedians that or one white dude who is like everywhere the, the, Matt Rife yeah the, oh yeah. The, Thanks. I like literally had. I was like rifle. It's rifle. No. Oh no, yeah. Like, like the the Giga Chad comedian, the dude with the pointiest chin in the fucking world. Is that Matt Rife? I don't think he so. He has like a chiseled jawline, bro. He looks does like, he like, like a bicycle face. He, he, no, does he, he looks look like he looks like uh, uh, Chad Squidward? Does he look aggressively fuckboy? <laughs> oh God! Come on, guys. Look up Matt Rife and tell me if that's who you're thinking of. But like Matt Rife. Like, yeah. Okay, so, like, I know I've sent you a lot of his TikToks. Mm-hmm. Even some, yeah, that's Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah. Even some of the jokes he makes in those TikToks, I'm like, ick. But overall, yeah, I'm like, a, this a lot is of a the, good time. A lot of the things, too, is, like, with these new comedians, they do mostly crowd work, exactly. though. Exactly. I'm like, okay, 
that's cool. You can make fun of the people that are here and like, like have a good time. But like, where are your jokes? Like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to pay money for something to just go to a roast of an audience, you know? And like, I get it. That's like, it. there are funny bits to it. Well, you're not paying it. money. You're watching it on TikTok. True. They, I know, but there's like one comedian. Gets a lot of shit, but we have to admit he was funny for his time. Louis C.K. He was very funny. He was very funny, very successful. There's a reason why he released a special, what, a year or two ago just on his website. Like, he didn't get much publicity, but it sold, and he made a ton of money off of it. Yeah, there he, was a he was huge, one of the... He was one of the first people to like release a special like on his own on his own website like with like just doing it all himself. Yeah. And what was really neat is that uh, without like a platform because a lot of people would release on like Comedy Central or HBO, he just released it on his website and then was charging basically like a pay per view. You pay me sixty bucks or fifty bucks or ten bucks. I, I can't. I don't know what the price point was, but then you would be able to watch it for like forty eight hours. You know, and it did it did really well. And that has opened up an avenue for other comedians to be able to do that. Like Mark Norman, who we've talked about on the podcast before, he released a special like just on his website and it was good, you know. But uh, yeah, the original question, though, I think, JP, you were trying to ask is what 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 why are some communities exempt from making jokes while other communities are fine? Like what what why do you think? Because you're more I'd say you're the more socially aware person out of us yeah you're, you're our sjw fan, friend <laughs> that's what the, wor the fuck? that's the worst thing i've ever heard bits <laughs> do you anyway. have one huh do you have one what he just said do you do you is that something is that a real thing social justice warrior friend no like you're like or you're, what like an sjw friend you're like like how it's like no 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 it's fine see my sjw friend Oh, uh, it's cool. No, no, no. Anytime that I say something, I look at her, I'm like, did I just offend somebody? Can you tell me if I offended somebody? <laughs> Bitch, I don't know. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, okay, so with the Bo Burnham thing, I think it, his content comes down to intent versus impact. Mm -hmm. So it's like he doesn't intend harm, but that doesn't mean he isn't doing harm to someone. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Um, but I don't. I also don't think any communities are strictly off limits from being made fun of. Like, there are some gay jokes you can make, and I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. You see someone walking down the street in fucking cuff jeans and, like, flip-flops, I'm going to be like, you're fucking aggressively bisexual right now. Is that why you don't like people Wait. with cuffs <laughs> and, and open-toed sandals? Wait, cuffed jeans? Yes. How cuffed are we talking? Are we talking capri-cuffed? No, just, like, you. Just rolled cuffed up. jeans. Because let yeah. me tell you, there's this style that goes around, uh, like, where people take, like, their khakis or whatever and roll them up into capri-style. That is offensively bisexual. That's not bisexual. That is aggressively white dad. No, no. That is not white dad. White yes, it is. That no. is white dad about to walk in a fucking river to get his kids. All right. Here. Hold on. So About to walk into a Trader Joe's and fuck shit up. <laughs> when, they, when people roll up their pants right here, specifically men, when they roll up their pants right here with their like jeans You're or khakis mid, or whatever. Mid-calf. Mid-calf. Yeah. That is aggressively bisexual. No. And it's like no sock, and then it's like Jordans, and I'm like, dude, get off my I've fucking lawn. I've never seen a bisexual hey, they're dressed, wear Jordans. They're dressed like my mom on laundry day, okay? Like, what the fuck? Wait, your mom still wears clothes on I'm laundry gonna day? I'm going to fucking move on. Anyway, <laughs> so, anyway so, Bo, so what would you say as an example of a joke that was deemed offensive and had more impact? Uh, against it's like a t intent you know like well could you think know. of an example yeah, you wouldn't know one off the top of your head one thing that i did have a question though is give me a good gay joke fuck <laughs> um i don't 
I'm not good on the spot, and you know that. Yeah, I guess. But uh, I can give you have like one? examples of bad ones that are like inherently very homophobic. How about okay. how about you give one, JP? Oh, I I literally was just uh, I was throwing her a bone. I thought that she knew one. How about I throw you a bone? Give one out. Oh, we'll run through. We'll just run through all the gay jokes we know, and we'll just be like, "Is it offensive? Is it not?" I I don't know. I mean, we could try and pull some up. Be like, oh, one thing though. Back to this Bo Burnham thing because we were talking about it, and you said that you're not really interested in like going and seeing any of his stuff. One thing that I will say, this was a scripted TV show, but it was filmed like a mockumentary. Are you talking about, what's his name? Oh, I know what show you're talking about, and it, no, was, it was one season long. Yeah, it was starring Bo Burnham. It literally only lasted one season. It was on MTV. It was shot like a mockumentary. And what's like the, the name whole, of it? Zach Stone is going to be famous. Zach Stone is going to be famous. It got huge buzz. Okay, I'm going to catch you guys up. When Inside released, it was a phenomena. On the internet, it, it, it gained a ton of stands, Every and because single of person that, I watch on YouTube would not shut the fuck up about it. And because of that, Zach Stone is going to be famous. Got a huge amount of like rewatch yeah. and streaming, yeah, and this, a this, ton of traffic. And this is why I don't like, you know, um, what can I call it? Stand culture, because I just feel like Zach Stone is going to be famous. In my opinion, is okay. It's okay. Like, I've seen better mockumentaries. Yeah. Good mockumentary, if you guys, like, again, hard left turn. There's this movie called Lunopolis. I think it is on um, Amazon Prime or Hulu, one of the two. Or you could always uh, go on the Seven Seas and find it. Um, But, yeah, it's Lunopolis. And it's basically, like, these guys find a time machine in, like, a uh, an old, like, abandoned shack, right? They find, like, this weird uh, backpack-looking thing. And it's, like, this old shack had, like, a, a, a door. Is it like a, a satchel? Hold on. It had, like, a door in the bottom. And it was, like, an old abandoned, <laughs> like, shack. And then it went down in, like, a stairwell. And then it came out to, like, this really big facility that only had, like, one table and a big spotlight on this backpack-looking thing. These guys steal it just not knowing what the fuck it is, and then come to find out that it is actually a time machine. And so, like, they do, like, time travel and stuff like that, but it's only, like, just, it's very uh, contained. They're not, like, going to, like, prehistoric times or anything like that. It's very contained to, like, just a couple of days in the past and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I think but I've... they're able to uh, then, they, they pass off the backpack to each other and, like, they do their own thing. But my well, the thing that I was going to say is that uh, it's really, really good. And it, it also has, like, this organization that's, like, basically, like, Scientology or, like, Church of Latter-day Saints, where they're, like, the the moon worshippers or whatever. And apparently this technology came to us from humans that used to, that lived on the moon that came down to the Earth, like, years and years ago. Okay. Anyway, it's it's really good, and it's, it does a really good uh, uh, time travel thing. What I was going to say, though, is that Zack Stone is going to be famous. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I, I mean, it might not be your cup of tea, uh, DJ. I didn't, I didn't say I enjoyed it, but in my opinion, it's just it's enjoyable. Yeah, but it's not like top, you do know, fifteen or you, anything. Did you ever watch uh, uh, the Back Office. to the Future? A little. Okay, you know the bad guy in that Biff. He's like the school bully. Oh yeah, he's or whatever. Jack Stone's he's Bo Burnham's dad in the show, and he is so funny. His name is Thomas Wilson, Thomas F. Wilson, and he is hilarious. I forgot how funny he was until I re-saw him again, because I saw Back to the Future, and then he disappeared off my radar, and then he just popped up as, like, an old man playing Bo Burnham's dad in the show. But, like, the whole thing is that 
Zach Stone has just recently graduated high school and he doesn't want to go to college and he has decided that he is going to be famous at what is literally every single episode. But he has used, he uh, had worked summers at like a car wash or something and he had saved up enough money to rent a documentary crew to just follow him around like a uh, uh, reality show style and just document his life. Obviously it's all scripted, but uh, yeah, he, every episode is him trying something like he, he's like, today I'm going to be a world famous juggler. And he's like trying to figure out it, it's, it's funny. It's I'll a- check it out. It's, it's on Netflix, I believe. And it's only one season and every episode is like 40 minutes long, something like that. Yeah. My only issue was it was very formulaic. It's like oh, beginning episode. 100%. It's just like, it's like this thing. Zach Stone's doing this thing, and then halfway through the episode, he does a thing that ruins this family event or family-like yeah. motion. Yeah. He becomes super sad about it. Then he makes it up to his family. Next episode, rinse and repeat. And yeah. I'm like, I was like, yeah, but I really want to like, there was actually, there was potential there. Oh, yeah. And like, and, and self-contained jokes, it's great. Bo Burnham is super, is a funny guy, and self-contained, it's great. So like, yeah. But um, you know, like, what do you think about we? We're talking about like, uh, like Tropic Thunder. We mentioned Bo Burnham, but what about Tropic Thunder? What do you, do you believe it should be getting, um, more analysis into like the harmful effects it has had in terms of the use of blackface, or do you believe that it gets a pass for the message that uh, JP says that it's try uh was presenting? Like, what do, what do you think? Because I believe we're kind of. I don't know if it has done any actual harm because I don't, it didn't normalize blackface more for people that I know of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like I can't think of another movie since then that has ever shown blackface at all. I mean, I'm sure there are some because you know, the world is a shitty place, but I don't, I don't remember like there being like, Oh, Robert Downey Jr. did. So now like Angelina Jolie is Whitney Houston, you know, like that, that never happened. Yeah. So like you think that, so would you be like, cool and saying like Tropic Thunder gets a pass for its use of blackface? I'm not comfortable saying it like it gets a pass like if people have a problem with it then I'd want to know but Mm -hmm. I don't know if they actually have like a problem with it and have felt like issues from seeing it like I know the NWACP had like their qualms with the movie but like since then has anyone else been like what the fuck is this other than like liberals on tiktok that's what i'm saying like that that is where all the issues are coming from and it's like there there were some people that said something about it when the movie came out and then those those like uh complaints died away it wasn't until like tiktok started showing up and uh like this just desire to go through old media just to find shit to get upset about is the way that it comes off to me you know yeah and it's like we're finding to, a reason to be outraged. Exactly. And it's like, it's just outrage bait. People just want to be upset and have something to like rail against. And I just don't get that. That's just not who I am. You know, I, I will be offended to things that offend me, but I'm never going to, or not never, but it takes a little bit more for me to get offended at something that is offending someone else. You know, like I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to be the best person to speak on like a gay rights issue because I'm not gay, you know? Like, it's not my direct community, you know? And What? No, it, it, what? You're not? 
Oh no, yeah, sorry, man. Okay, see, that was that's one of the jokes. Like I, I saw, I was watching House the other day, and it was this patient. He was talking to the doctor, and he's like, "It was the, it was a black doctor," and he's just like, "Hey, is it hard for you to talk to people?" And he's like, "No, you know, I, a lot of people respect my race." He's like, "No, because you're gay," and like that's the bit. So like, would you say jokes like that? And this was like early two thousands. Would you say those are like offensive? And those are like depends th- on the context because the yeah, joke I mean, the joke is. Gay is weird. That's like the joke from I mean, the early two thousands. Is gay is weird. Gay is not normal. Would you say that's the joke, or that joke is like not acceptable? Not you know twenty twenty three, or would you say eh, for the time, you know it works, and you know we're just gonna leave it back in two, early two thousands. Like I'd have to watch the scene. Yeah, okay. see, because it to depends me, on the, the context. The, the way that you're saying it to me didn't even come off as a joke. It comes off as like a legitimate like query, yeah. you know? No, and but it's like because <laughs> query, but uh, that's a fucking joke right there. Anyway, so um, yeah, like to me, it was like, oh yeah, I mean, like yeah, you're black, but like being gay is more like looked down upon, especially in like I'm assuming this was like early to like mid two thousand. It's house. Yeah, exactly. So, so and especially for black men, yeah, that are gay. Yeah, like and the so the intersectionality like, of that, like. You could make jokes about that. It just depends on the context of that. Well, the like, context was is that the he was subverting expectations by not commenting on the actor's race, but his sexuality. That joke was like, oh, he's not talking about the fact that he's black. He's talking about the fact that he's gay. And it wasn't a fact. He was making the assumption, you know. I like, still have to see it. How, like, friends in, like, middle school or high school oh, would make fun friends. of you. Oh, my God. You know Friends is on Nick at Night? That's like, nuts. Yeah. They had to replace the Cosby show. God. What? <laughs> oh, is it too soon to fucking no, talk on I was Too laughing. soon. I was that laughing. deep oh. cut. But is no. he still Did you alive? know he was a fucking psychologist? Yeah. In the show? In the 70s. Oh, like Bill Cosby was a psychologist? Yes. Oh, I yeah. didn't know, he, was, I didn't know um, he took point on a psychological study about, um, it was related to children. Um, Ooh. Not what good. was it? It's like right on the tip of my brain. Well, Come he, on, brain. Okay, so, but hold up. As far as I know, Bill Cosby didn't do shit with kids. He, like, drugged that one woman. I'm not saying that, that that's any better, but I don't think that it had anything to do with kids. I thought kids. it was multiple people. It yeah. might have It might have been, like, two or three people, but, like, he gave them, like, you know, like the pills in a, in a I thing. I thought one of them was underage. Oh, uh, I, I don't know enough. Listen, I, I, I just think, did not know. I think I, if you're doing that. Things with kids is like not too far away, you know. It's like we could pro. You could if Bill Cosby is doing that, he's probably doing stuff with kids. Allegedly, allegedly, yeah. <laughs> but the good old out loud knocks allegedly. But uh, no, you know. So yeah, man, it's been a long. <laughs> it's been a long episode. Man, I honestly can't tell you a single thing that we talked about. Dad Rock. Dad Rock. Yeah. With arms wide open. <laughs> yeah, you guys really like uh were defending my whole big time rush. Two hour analysis. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that we You guys we went and like... a- went forty five minutes on Dad Rock and Nickelback and Creed and Creedily Creed. So yeah. giving them the creed that they deserve. Yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, we actually we did not get to any of the topics that we were going we Yeah, we, we didn't talk about a single thing that we talked about week. at the beginning so of the episode. Next week. It actually saves me a ton of prep time. So next week, what a are we gonna talk about? Time. We'll go ahead and we're gonna uh, talk about the um we are going to talk about um 
relations between Ukrainians and Russians and um, the war. And we're also going to talk about, uh, you know, Taiwan. I, I think I'm sick next week. <laughs> no, but as you know. One uh, China. One. One China. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I stand with Taiwan. I didn't know, I didn't know, you, I didn't know you were a basketball player. Ooh, that's a topical joke right there. I don't Is understand. It? Get it? Because get it. the NBA has a really good relationship with China. And so they... The NBA actually does like a lot of work. Um, one NBA player was like, one NBA player was like, "Hey, I, you know, free Taiwan. Taiwan's its own country." And the NBA was like, "Shut the fuck up! Are you stupid?" And he was like, "No, Taiwan is a country." And the NBA is like, "Fine, twenty thousand dollars." And he, he's no, like, "What no, the fuck? No fucking way! Seriously." Yeah, like the NBA gets like ton of views. No, no, in no. China. I, I know, I know that like the China NBA relationship. I didn't know that the dude got fined twenty k. And not he didn't get fined. I don't think he got like fined twenty k. But there was like repercussions like behind the scenes to the point where he's like, I'm done being a basketball, a basketball player. player. I'm just yeah. gonna like you know focus on like my uh, message. But um, you know, yeah. But yeah, guys. Uh, you know, tune in next week. We're gonna be talking next about week, a whole bunch of stuff. Red flags. Uh, we're gonna talk about time travel and what event we would want to witness and video games. Um, I am very excited about talking about the PlayStation Showcase, Spider Man Two, and we're also gonna talk about Slender Man as a concept. Ooh. And um, releasing games that are broken. I'm gonna talk about Chuzzle. Oh, dude. Chuzzle. We, we, we were talking about broken uh, games release. We're talking about Fight Forever. It's gonna. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a thing. The Gollum game, all that, and. See you all next week on PGTV. Bye.